0: Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through New Beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Good morning, everyone. I'm so glad that you're here today. Thanks, guys. Don't we have an awesome worship team? Yeah, they work very hard. Give it up for them. Pray for them. Pray that God continues to refresh them and God continues to strengthen them. God continues to add to their creativity and their talents, amen, Amen. so that we we can have an easy uh, doorway into the presence of God when we come together, Amen? amen? Praise God. So we're talking about the subject of faith, which if I had my way... I would talk about every, every weekend because here's what I believe about this, and I'm, I'm really, really hoping that you'll grab a hold of what I'm going to share with you right now as we intro this series. How many of you know we live in a cursed world? Yes. I, I don't just mean that by experience. I mean our, our world, this planet, according to the scriptures, is under a curse. Do you realize that? How many of you really really? how many really know that that what I'm saying is true? How many of you know that when sin entered into the world, sin brought curse upon this earth? So this earth is not what it should be, it's not what it was, and it's certainly not what it's going to be in the future. We understand that. But you see, because this is all we know, we think this is normal. And so we think that faith is just a component of our life as a Christian, not understanding that it is the very force that God released into mankind in order to overcome the curse that's on this planet. I don't think you're still getting it. In other words, until we develop our faith in the Word of God, and until we develop our faith in the fact that when God says he's going to do something... If we'll trust him and believe him, he'll do it. Until we get to that point, we are just surviving on this planet. We are not thriving. Are you getting this? I'm telling you this for this reason. We need to learn how to operate in faith now more than ever because the systems of this world are not in place to cause you to succeed. They are in place to cause you to become weary and to become tired and to give up and throw in the towel and just be content to just go to heaven. Okay? Now, every single one of us, every person, and I'm not just addressing us as Christians. Every human being that has ever been conceived, God places what he calls in Romans chapter 10, the measure of faith. That's not just for Christians. Every human being, God deposits a seed of faith. Personally, I think it's the seed of faith that's required for every person at some point in their life to be able to make the decision to receive Christ as the Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. If, if, if whosoever believes is saved is true, then whosoever must have that seed of faith already on the inside of them. Yes or no? Amen. So it's not like God says, well, I like you, I'll give you faith. I like you, I don't like you. That's not how it operates. God releases his gifts. He releases his promises. He releases what he's willing to do ahead of time. All the promises in Christ are yes and amen. Boom, he stamps them. They're done. Okay? Because some people have the idea that you go to God with your little request and he takes it into consideration or has a board meeting with, with the Trinity, with the Holy Spirit and Jesus, what, is, what should we do? Should we honor this request? That's not how it works. I got so angry this morning because I read a post on Facebook. <laughs> like, yeah, like this is the first time, right? But, but see, I can put up with the foolishness of the world. When people who don't know God, but when somebody who's supposed to know God posts something that's stupid, I want to get on there and say, why don't you just apologize to everybody and delete this thing because you just made God look really bad. And here was, here was the gist of it. Um, and I, I think this might have been an old post. I don't think it was something new. We need to get as many people all across the world to pray for a specific thing that God, This I'm talking about persecution, where these individuals are supposed to be scheduled to get executed Here's the part that got me angry, okay? That God would have mercy on them. What are you saying? That God set them up? You see what the insinuation is there? The insinuation is that God is the one in control whether this person is going to get executed or not. In other words, God's holding them on a thread and going like this, if he just get enough people to pray, then I'll let you off the hook. Do you see how bad that puts, what light that puts God in? Instead of saying, let's get as many Christians around the world that know who they are in Christ, that understand the authority that we walk in, that have the faith, and take authority over that demon that is trying to operate through that person to kill this individual. You see what I'm saying? Are you catching it? Because some of you fell for it. God is not the one that causes people to get executed. God is not the one that's behind persecution. But if the people of faith would rise up and they would understand that we have an enemy on this planet that wants to rob, kill, and destroy, then we would rise up in faith. And say, no, devil, you're not going to kill this other. You're not going to take another one out. You're going to cease this thing. Why? Because we are God's force on the earth that knows how to operate in faith. And we, therefore, take the name of Jesus, the power of his blood, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we bind your efforts in that area. You see the difference? Now you say, well, doesn't it pull God off the scene? That's what he wants to do. Jesus left and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. You go there now. Why? Because I'm going back to heaven. The Holy Spirit's here on the earth. He lives in the believer. If you will operate in the principles of faith and use your authority in the name of Jesus, you, and I know this is going to rub some people the wrong way, so I expect to see stuff on Facebook later on. (laughs) You and I are on the earth to take the place of Jesus who was here. Did he not say that whoever believes in him, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works shall they do? Why? Because I'm going to my father. So now watch this now. I said all of that to bring to this point. If we don't operate in faith, how are we going to finish Jesus' ministry here on this earth? You listening to me? Faith. And when I say the word faith, I'm not talking about how you identify yourself as a Christian, as whatever type of Christian. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about do you operate in the force of faith? Do you operate in the principles of faith? Because the principles of faith are what God has given. They are what God has given to his people in order to operate behind the scenes on a cursed planet so if God's people don't operate in faith behind the scenes on a cursed planet everybody else on this planet is in bad shape why because God's holding us responsible for the type of life that they lead you didn't like that too much responsibility you didn't like that are you listening to me are we not God's people are we not the body of Christ? Yes. Are we not the army of God on the earth? Yes. What do we here just to spectate? No. no. So if we don't learn how to operate in the principles of faith, we're going to go to heaven because you release that little seed of faith that it took to say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you were raised from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me. I receive your salvation by faith. You see what I'm saying? So we're good with that kind of faith. Then after that, we want God to do everything else. And he's looking for you to move. I'm just waiting on God, Pastor. What are you waiting on? Jesus said it's finished. What are you waiting on? I'm just waiting for God to move. Well, God's waiting for you to move. I'm just waiting for God. And God's saying, I put my words in your mouth. If you will speak my words, then they will be honored just as much as if I speak them. So listen, over these next three weeks, now today is an introduction, okay? But over these next three weeks, you need to get hooked into this message. Why? Why? Because we are living in a world system that wants to strangle us, that wants to eliminate Christianity, that wants to silence the churches, wants to silence the word of God. And let me tell you something, okay? If the church is not careful, they may get close to succeed. Now, they'll never win because Jesus said the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. They'll never win. But there are many lives that hang in the balance of whether they're going to hear the gospel in the proper way or not. Okay, you have friends, you have coworkers, you have family members, who the enemy is just—it's like it's like an onslaught on their lives, and and they're and they're like they're like they're like in a boxing ring getting beat up, and they don't even know they have an enemy. And you're standing on the sidelines, and you have the ability to pray, you have the ability to take authority over that devil, you have the ability to help them, you have the ability to lift a burden off of them, but you won't operate in faith, and they're suffering. And somebody said, man, I'm glad I came here this morning. Listen to me. I, I need you to grab this. I cannot explain to you enough. I don't know that I can emphasize this enough. I know I can't overemphasize it. Faith, the ability to trust God, the ability to believe God, the ability to operate on this earth in the authority of the word of God is the economy of the kingdom of God. If you don't understand that, then you're going to go through life like, like you're in a bumper car. Do you remember the bumper cars? Do they have them anymore? I know they used to have them in Seaside. Amusement. How many of you know what I'm talking about bumper cars? How many, I refuse to get in those things because they're frustrating. I will not get in a bumper car. Why? Because you get so far, bam. And you turn around, bam. And you turn around, bam. And I'm tired. I know what life was like like that. Do you, do you remember? How many of you remember what it was like to go through life like that? Oh, no, no, I'm done with bumper cars. No. Now, in the name of Jesus, get out of the way. In the name of Jesus, get out of the way. In the name, obstacle, get out of the way. Obstacle, get out of the way. Distraction, get out of the way. Why? Well, I'm not wasting my time anymore. I got to go from here to there. Get out of the way. And you can only do that when you operate in faith. So, I just went through half the message already. (laughs) This weekend, we cover hope. Hope for the future. Now, I'm just going to throw this out at you, and I'm going to start filling in the pieces here. What is the relationship between hope and faith? Because many times people think they're in faith, but they're actually in hope. You listening? I can't tell you how many times I've gone to pray for people. I, even, even before I was a pastor, I remember specific uh, instances that took place when I was in business, when I had the opportunity to pray for people. One woman in particular always stands out every time I talk about this. Uh, she got, she totaled her car in an accident, broke almost every bone that you can possibly think of. Finally gets out of the hospital, gets out of the rehab. She's still in tremendous pain. She comes to, to my place of business. I, I knew her. She was a teacher in the community. She was well-known. I said to her, can I pray for you? I believe, this is what I said, I believe that according to the word of God, if I pray for you, you're going to get healed. And I didn't say that because I was something special, but I know the word is something special. Okay? And, and I have an even greater promise because I'm the church. I'm not talking about as a pastor, as, a, as, a, as an individual. I am what the Bible refers to as a saint in the New Testament. How about you? How many saints do I have in here? Now, now some of you are not raising your hand because you're thinking, wait, I'm not on a pedestal with people lighting candles in front of me. That's not what I'm talking about. A believer in the New Testament is referred to as a saint. What what does a saint mean? A person who's set apart, okay? A person who's been set apart for a specific use, sanctified, okay? All right. So, So I said to this woman, I believe because Jesus gave me a promise before he left the earth and it's in writing, it's at the last chapter of the Gospel of Mark, he said that we should lay hands on the sick, and they shall what? Recover. I said, if I lay my hand on you, I believe you're gonna be healed. And she said, I hope so. And it was like a balloon just got deflated on the inside of me. Because hope doesn't get it. What gets it? Faith. Faith. Now watch, which we're going to learn today, but hope is a good place to start. Hope is in that hovering position. You're, you're in that place of, I really think this could happen. But then, but then something comes along, the enemy plants a little seed in your heart, and you start going, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You know, so-and-so, they prayed for her, and she died. Yeah, well, she was 96 years old. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? We, we just say such stupid things sometimes. You know, I know my grandmother got prayed for so-and-so famous evangelist and she died. Yeah, she was 105, okay? How do you know she didn't get a glimpse of the other side and she's having him pray for her to leave early and just get out of here, okay? You can't base your faith on somebody's experience, okay? So, so, so watch this now. Hope exists and hope is from God. We're gonna see it. I've never seen it as clear as I've seen it teaching this now, hope is from God. Because, you know, us faith people, sometimes we go, oh, oh, oh you're just in hope? Huh. Well, I'm in faith. <laughs> whoop de doo But watch this now. Hope, if you allow it to, and if you keep pressing into God, and you keep finding out in the word what it says, hope will eventually bring you to faith. faith. You catching this? Why is that important? Because hope, hope has an idea, but faith paints the picture. You catching this? I'll prove it to you. Hebrews 11, chapter chapter 11, verse 1. I want you to read this with me. And I know, especially if you were raised in the type of church that I was, you're going to go, oh, I could repeat Hebrews chapter 11 backwards and forwards. The word of God is alive and it's active. And it'll talk to you in different seasons of life. So don't blow it off because today might be the day that you go, oh, my God, it just clicked. Now, faith is the what? Substance, Substance of things what? It, see, see, you start in hope. But when you get to faith, it starts to have what? Substance. You catching this? Now, faith is the substance of the thing that I hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen yet. Are you catching this? Now, so, Pastor, what's the big deal? What are we talking about here? Don't allow your hope to get extinguished, because if you allow your hope to get extinguished, you never get to faith. Are you getting this? Okay? I know I had hopes many years, many years of, of seeing and doing what I'm doing right now. But they were like wispy thoughts. And I would sit there and, and the Holy Spirit would try to show me things for the future. I'm talking like, like, like 25, 28, 30 years ago. Okay? Been born again 35 years. Be 36 years in April. Okay? So, so in those, those first five, six years, I was just happy I wasn't going to hell. I was happy I wasn't going to hell. I was happy that I could walk into a room and not vomit from panic attacks. I was, I was happy that, that I could eat at a restaurant and sit at the table and finish the meal without having to run away because all of a sudden I would start getting nauseous and panic attacks and sweats and the whole bit. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, and, and people tell me, it's all in your mind. Well, of course it's in my mind. That doesn't make it any less real. Okay? So those first five years, I was happy. Like, oh, hallelujah. I can live like a normal human being. I could talk to a stranger and not, and not have this thing going in my head was they hate you, they think you're ugly, they don't like you, and they think you're stupid, they think you're a fool. And not even hearing what people are saying, couldn't even have a relationship because of that, 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 those theatrics that were going on in my head. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. So for those first five, six years, I'm happy. But then about the sixth year, I started getting like, I don't know. I don't know. I'd come home to my wife and say, from church, and I would say, I don't know, Barbara. I, I think I'm supposed to be doing more than what, just, just going to church. And, and I, think, I, think, I think there might be, I hear these people at church talk about people having a call on their life. I said, I, I think that might be me. I think, I think I'm going to end up doing, I don't think I'm going to be sitting in a pew the rest of my life. And she would go, shut up, you're scaring me. <laughs> Stop talking like that. You're scaring me. But it wouldn't go away. But, but watch this now. Don't, that one I settled in my heart. Yeah, that's probably me. That's probably what's going to happen. You, you, now, now, what am I? Am I in faith yet? No, no, no. I'm in hope. See, I, I got a faint glimmer, but it didn't have any substance to it. Oh, my God. Are you listening to this? It didn't have any substance to it yet. It was a whispery idea have no clue how this is ever going to come to pass or if it ever could come to pass. And I was perfectly content in the church that I was in, perfectly content, serving under my pastor, perfectly content. But there was a hope there. And it wasn't a hope because I thought I could do the job better than him. And it wasn't a hope that, oh, my church is going to be so much bigger. No, that, that was the furthest thing from, I don't even think I had the mechanics to think that way at that point in time. You listen to what I'm saying? So it so was hope And I was okay with it. I knew that I had a family to take care of. We started having kids one after the other. I had a business to run. And so you're like, okay, well, if God's going to do this, that's fine. But right now, I'm okay. And I'm going to show you a scripture that, that fit that season that I didn't even realize I was in until last night when I was teaching this. But then, hope started to convert to faith when I started hearing more from myself on the inside. It wasn't that people had to come and tell me, oh, you know, you're a pastor, and you're going to do this and that, and that was happening. But I already knew. It wasn't like anybody told me anything I didn't know. And that's what you got to be careful sometimes, when people speak things to you, okay? If it doesn't confirm what's already in your heart, don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. It's got to confirm what's already in your heart. And that's a side note. But as the years started to roll by, now I'm, I'm not telling you, I'm not here to give you my biography. I'm telling you so that I could show you practically how hope eventually becomes faith. Now I started hearing from myself. And so now we're about 1994, spring of 1994. And I said to my wife, I need to spend more time in prayer. I'm going to hire a manager for the business. And then I'll come, and I'll come there, we'll, we'll go and, you know, just, I want to be able to have two or three hours in the morning by myself before I get involved in the business. And so we did that. And now it started going from hope to, oh, my God, this is going to happen. It went from hope to faith. But listen, the hope stage was 11 years. If I had allowed the enemy and circumstances and it not happening, not happening, not, and I wasn't, I wasn't pushing anything, but if I had allowed my mind to get involved, I may have missed it during that hope period and it would have never became faith. It never had any substance to it. Now, spring of 1995. In fact, it was the beginning of March. I wake up one morning and turn to my wife and said to her, oh, my God, we're going to start a church. We're going to Bible school. And when we come back, we're going to start a church. And here's the name of the church. It's going to be called New Beginnings Christian Fellowship. That was the original name of this church. I said, we're going to start in the fall of 97. And I started naming people that would be involved that are in this church to this day. What happened? It went from hope to faith to substance. Now watch, I still didn't have it, but I had what I needed. It was enough, I had enough substance to make arrangements, to move from New Jersey to Oklahoma, to pull my four kids out of school, to bring them and to to go to a place that we knew not, just like Abraham, okay? All right. I had enough substance there, but it started with hope. Then even in the, even even while we we're going to Bible school, I still don't. I'm not. I'm, st- I'm still not here. It was still in the future, but it was alive on the inside, to the point where I'll never forget the the, the, the the time that the Lord prompted me and said, "If you do believe that this church is going to come into existence, then you should be sowing now, not wait till the church starts." And so I started giving offerings in the name of New Beginnings Christian Fellowship in 1995 when New Beginnings Christian Fellowship did not start until September the 14th, 1997. Thank God the church that I was given the money to never went in check because at that point in time, they couldn't find the New Beginnings Christian Fellowship in Brick, New Jersey because it did not exist yet in the natural, but it existed in the spirit in here two years prior. Are you listening to me? I just gave you the mechanics of how to go from having a fleeting thought that you think might be God to seeing the complete manifestation of it coming to pass. Are you listening to me? Because there's some of you that are sitting here right now, and maybe God's giving you dreams about a business, a profession, a vocation, maybe ministry, whatever it is, but it's very wispy right now. Don't get out of hope. Stay in hope right now. Keep trusting God. Keep believing God. Whatever you can do to prepare, prepare. Because someday, the hope is going to convert to faith. Some of you believe in God for the relationship of the lifetime, a forever relationship. And you've not met the person yet. You've got a hope. Now, Someday, soon, God may start to deposit little glimpses. He might even show you the person. All right? Now, don't get get crazy, all right? I was in a church one time. John's sitting here. He's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. With two people that hardly knew each other, this person came to the church and went, you, you're going to marry this person. And I sat there and went, oh, my God, what a disaster is going to take place. Was it a disaster? Absolute disaster. Be careful with that kind of stuff. Okay? So, should we get into the message now? (laughs) Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What are the things that you're hoping for? What are some of the things that you're hoping for? Things that you hope will happen or hope to receive. Every one of us have needs. Every one of us have desires. Every one of us has dreams, I hope, that we long to see come to pass. And sometimes you have control over the things, sometimes you're not. Just a couple of weeks ago, we found out that some of us did not have the ability to control a situation. Two Sundays ago, Pastor Matt Huber, I sided with him for the 49ers. (laughs) (laughs) Took a lot of flack. Took a lot of flack on Facebook, but I was doing it to support him. And no matter how much Pastor Matt hoped and hoped and hoped and hoped and hoped, that last 10 minutes, man, the Chiefs just... you had faith. For the Chiefs? Uh, I was in hope. And it cost me a two-pound bag of M&Ms in a bet. My attorney heard of what I was hoping for, and he said, it's never going to happen. The Chiefs got this. And he said, I'll bet you, he, he loves M&Ms, he said, I'll bet you a, a bag of M&Ms, the big bag. He likes the big bags. So, a couple of days ago, we went to his office and I had to present him with that two-pound bag of M&Ms because I stayed in hope when others got in faith. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, this has gone very different than last night's teaching, but um, I'm satisfied that I've introduced this. I do want to give you a couple of scriptures to set you up for next week. Now, again... Uh, Somebody remind me to go to those scriptures because I I can sense I'm going off again. (laughs) Listen to me. You and I are going to have the opportunity over these next few weeks to, if you're new to this whole born-again Christian thing, you're going to have an opportunity to learn how to operate in faith. Now, that's important because the Bible tells us very clearly in no uncertain terms, in in the book of Hebrews again, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. For they that come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, okay? So, So it's very clear. When a person does not operate in faith, you're gonna go to heaven because God's obligated because you displayed that little bit of faith for you to receive Christ, and that's how you go to heaven. But as far as your life on the earth here, it's going to be bumper cars because the enemy is constantly throwing obstacles in our path. The enemy is constantly throwing adversity at us, okay? And so the only thing that's going to stop you from experiencing hell on earth is if you begin to learn how to operate in faith okay to learn how to train your mind to think in faith to learn how to train your speech to speak in faith and to train yourself to walk in faith because you see you're going to deal with doubt up here every single time if you can get it here if you can get a hold of it here and stop it from going here then, then that's why sometimes your mind can be telling you one thing but the most important thing is going to be what are you speaking Jesus said stay unto this mountain be thou removed and be cast into the sea and he said if you do that without doubting you shall have whatsoever you say are you catching this so, so listen these next three weeks well two weeks after, after today is going to be extremely important for how you live out the rest of 2020 and how you live out your, your, your life from this point forward. Are you going to walk in faith, or are you going to walk in the bumper car life, the roller coaster life, up one day and down the next? Victorious one day, completely defeated the next. You're doing good right now. 30 days from now, you're going to be back on the bottom of a cycle again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And by the way, I'm teaching on Wednesday nights how to break out of negative cycles. Negative cycles usually run in 21-day patterns. Okay, Some of you that are in recovery, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You might be doing good right now, but if you don't keep yourself strong, something's going to come along and kick you back into that cycle again. And in a few weeks from now, you're going to be back up here asking for prayer. Okay, I want us to learn how to avoid those cycles. So I'm teaching that on Wednesday nights, but again, it's all involved with faith. Now, we're in a time period in human history right now where it is extremely important for the church of Jesus Christ to walk in faith. Because I don't know if you understand this or not or whether you're even really ready to wrap your mind around it. Jesus is coming back very soon. And he said something. He gave us a hint about when he comes back, when he was speaking to the disciples. Very short phrase. He said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth now now watch this now jesus is the head of the church he's not looking to find faith on the earth among those that don't know him but he is certainly looking to find faith on the earth with those who know him you hearing me now most christians approach situations from the stance of hope. And that's, that's okay, all right? And, and, and unfortunately, some people, because you see, if, if, you've, if you're used to being in a Christian atmosphere where there's not a lot of emphasis on faith, then you're going to heaven because you, you, you received Christ. But you, you, you've been taught, unfortunately, to just hang out there and whatever God wants, God's going to do from now until the point that you die. And that is probably one of the most blasphemous, erroneous, heretical teachings that has ever come out of the New Testament. Okay? And honestly, it goes back to the book of Genesis because God gave us a dominion on the earth. We're supposed to be making things happen here. Okay? There's no place in the scriptures that tell us you get born again and you sit there until you die okay so so now for those for those of us that may may be and i don't know what you're facing and you don't know what i'm facing okay i don't have a day that goes by that i don't have to use my faith for something okay and i notice the older we get the more we have to use our faith even just to get our feet out of the bed in the morning (laughs) here we go lord gonna give it one more shot today i'm trusting you you see what i'm saying so, so this isn't something that anybody here, anybody that's watching or listening can ever say, well, this doesn't apply to me. Oh, no, 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 this applies to all of us. Because this is how it's going to be from this point forward. We've got to walk by faith. But what are we going to do in the meantime? Because let's just be real with each other. Some of us in different varying varying positions in our life, we're at different places. Some of us are in hope, in hope for certain things, and, and some other of us, we're, we've been in faith for a long time because we know what God's going to say. We know what he's going to do. We know what he's done in the past. We're standing on his track record. But what about the areas that you've never had to deal with yet? You see what I'm saying? Where we naturally have to start in hope. Now, now be, be very much careful and very much aware and very much alert that you don't approach a new adversity Like an unbeliever. Where it just knocks you out. And you, if you never had, if you've never had a health issue, if you've never had any kind of challenge to your physical body or anything like that, and all of a sudden you go to the doctor one day and they're like, you got a couple of months left. That's most likely something you probably never faced before. So be careful that you don't react like an unbeliever. And if you do, catch yourself quick and go, oh, 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 no, wait a minute, no, 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 wait a minute, no, I'm going to take these thoughts captive before they start building a castle in my head, okay? So, but let's talk about the hope stage because, again, some of us faith people have made sometimes people who are in hope make them sound like they're inferior And I've seen something in the scripture that completely changed the way I look at this stuff, okay? Would you go to Romans chapter 15, I believe it is? Yeah. Romans 15, I'm gonna go to verse 13. Oh my God. I I want you to look at this for a second while I take a drink. Because when I read it, I want it to really sink in. Now, we're talking about a promise that we have here. For those of us that are in that stage of we're hovering, I really do think he can. And I've seen him do it in other people's lives. And, you know, he has come through for us in the past. I don't know yet exactly how it's going to happen, but I think I'm leaning towards, yeah, God could do this, but what if he doesn't? Look at this. May the God of what? Fill you with all joy and peace. Watch this now. As you what? Trust him. So we're in that? I'm leaning towards it. Are you getting this? I'm leaning towards it. May the God of hope fill you with what? Joy and peace as you trust him. And so what's going to be the consequence of that? So that you may what? Overflow with what? By the power of the Holy Spirit. You catching this? This is a promise that you have. When you're not yet there at the place of faith that you know that you know that you know that God's going to do it. What do we do in the meantime? We settle our hearts on the God of hope who's going to fill me with joy and peace. Now, I don't have it yet. And my natural tendency is going to be to be tortured in my head because I don't have it yet. But now that I got this promise, I ain't worried about whether I have it yet or not. Why? Because I'm heading in that direction. And while I'm heading in that direction, the God of hope is filling me with joy and peace. Although my mind wants to be filled with uncertainty and, and, and turmoil, and, and the what-ifs, anybody go through the what-if syndrome? The what-if, the what-if, what-if, what-if. While I'm in that transition period, I can settle on the God of hope who's going to fill me with joy and peace as I'm on my way to trusting him so that I can then overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when I become so overflowing with hope, it's going to go one day, all of a sudden, it's going to flip and go, faith. Are you catching this? Yeah. Now, my goal is faith, but guess what? I'll enjoy hope while I'm on my way there. Now, I don't have an unrealistic expectation because I'm still in that developmental stage. I'm in hope. I'm leaning towards it. I'm in hope. So so now, be realistic about it because, you see, when you have unnatural expectations, that will always lead you to frustrations, but if, you, if you'll be honest with yourself and realize, okay, uh, I'm in hope right now. Now, now what am I going to do to get out of, to go from hope to faith? I'm going to continuously allow the overflow of hope by the power of the Holy Spirit to operate in me, watch this now, and cause me to become hungry for the word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Oh, pastor, how do I go from this? You know, I have hope, but how do I go from this hope? to that. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Pastor, I'm I'm leaning towards it. I'm not 100% there. I know I'm not 100% there. I know because I I, I don't... How how do I know I'm not 100% there? Until you see yourself with it or see yourself in it, you're still in hope. You catching this? You're not convincing me. But now, watch this now. Instead of me, being loaded down with guilt and condemnation because maybe I'm not at the place of faith yet, I can now go, oh, wait a second. I'm on my way. And no, I'm not going to be frustrated. No, I'm not going to entertain these thoughts of what if. And no, I'm not going to start, you know, crying to God, when is it going to happen, when is it going to happen, when is it going to happen, when is it going to happen? I'm going to be in joy. I'm going to be in peace as I'm trusting him and I'm allowing my hope to overflow by the power of the Holy Spirit. But I'm getting more and more into the Word yes. to go and find out what, what else do I need to add to my faith? Like Peter said, what else do I need to add to my faith so that I can see the complete manifestation of it? Yes. You know what's always puzzled me? And I'm going to stop with this. What's always puzzled me is when I've had to visit people in the hospital or when I've had to visit people at home that have received really bad reports. And I walk in the house, and there's a baseball game on or a football game on or, or, or some type of movie or whatever. And I look, and I see the Bible on, the, on, the, on, the, on a coffee table someplace or on a shelf. And, and you, you want to get the person and shake them and go, what are you doing? What are you doing? Now is when you need to feed your faith more than ever. When we've had to sit down with couples, and 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 there's there's an eminent breakup coming. There's there's a divorce on the on the horizon if something doesn't change. And both parties are like doing their own thing, and, and none of them are spending time in the word, none of them are spending time in prayer. And it's like you want to say, what is your expectation? Am I the fairy godmother that's gonna come here with a wand and wave over you and you think that's gonna change things? Church. Go from hope to faith. Don't go from hope to defeat. So many people go from, they're in in hope, but instead of doing what needs to be done, they let go of the reins, and the natural tendency is not to go to faith. The natural tendency, our carnal nature, is to go from hope to disappointment or to despair. Don't do it. If you recognize right now, now I'm going to be done with this. If you recognize right now that you're in hope about something, don't just float. Recognize where you're at. Put yourself in the trust of the God of hope so that he can fill you with joy and peace. But get in there now and start feeding yourself the word of God so that your hope can go from hope, which is pretty much in a holding pattern, to faith. Then you'll see the promises of God manifest in your life. Amen? Amen. Did you learn anything this morning? Stand up, everybody. Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.